Today's episode is sponsored by Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BrainsOn. Just go to Indeed.com slash BrainsOn right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BrainsOn. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You're listening to BrainsOn, where we're serious about being curious. Brains On is supported in part by a grant from the National Science Foundation. Uh, okay, I know I left the keys to the Explorer somewhere around here, but I've looked literally everywhere. Ah, this is so hard. Why can't I figure this thing out? Lousy puzzle. Seriously, I need these keys. I'm supposed to go meet Gungador for our three-legged race tournament, if I'm late, we'll miss the race, we won't make it to the finals, and Gungador will be so sad. And I can't stand thinking of that big guy upset at me. Jeez, this is impossible. Come on, Sandin, quit playing with that Rubik's Cube and help me find the keys. Oh, look at me. I'm so worried I'm stress-eating taco shells. And they're just empty. I, I don't have time. I already told my fans that I'd post a video of me solving this today. If I can't deliver, they're going to unsubscribe. They'll unsubscribe, Mark. Unsubscribe. Besides, uh, this is not a Rubik's Cube. It's the next big thing in puzzle technology. I call it the Totten's Cube. Whatever. <sighs> Put down your invention and please help me. Oh, I didn't invent this. I found it when I was helping Molly do research for the stress episode. It was in the library next to that big, ancient-looking book. Uh, the one that had that spooky note on it that says, Touch not, leave alone? Oh, is that what it meant? I thought it said, Touch, not leave alone. Anyway, yeah, that one. I know what can help you with your stress. Find my keys! <sighs> Fine. I'll look for your keys. This puzzle thing has me so wound up, I have a lot of energy to burn anyway. I feel all fidgety and weird. Here, you work on the Totten's Cube. Okay, fine. Fine. Oh, Sandin, I, I think I solved it. This thing is glowing. Uh, Mark, don't freak out, but there's some kind of creature on your shoulder. Uh, like a spiky little rabbit with antlers and a tail. <laughs> <laughs> There's a hairless monkey thing with wings on your shoulder. Hey, guys. I'm really afraid I won't pass my keytar exam, and I need some help. Can you? Ah, you have monsters on your shoulders. Ruby, you have a monster on your shoulder. Wait, what in the gremlin? Get off of me, you weird hairy beetle. It's eating my taco shell. <laughs> what? Ah. Hey, hey, shoulder gremlin, put down that remote. What is going on? You're listening to Brains On from APM Studios. I'm Molly Bloom, and my co-host today is Louise from Brooklyn, New York. Hi, Louise. Hi, Molly. Today's episode is all about stress. So, Louise... 
what comes to mind when you think about stress? Um, when I think about stress, I usually am like always fidgeting with something like mm. pens or fidgets and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I also get um, very overwhelmed. Yeah, that is a feeling I connect with stress too. It's that big feeling of overwhelming, kind of too many things for my brain to process at once. We all go through that and we get lots of questions about stress too, like this one. Hi, my name is Lizzie from Abington, Pennsylvania. My question is what is stress and why do we have it? Can stress be good for us? So Louise, what are some things that make you feel stressed out? Um, well, when I'm stressed out, I'm usually running late, which happens mm. a lot. <laughs> um, <laughs> Me too. <laughs> um, I usually start getting like sweaty and like I fidget a lot. Um, and I get really annoyed because I can't control the situation. So, mm. yeah. Yes. I get that kind of stress too. Like when something's out of your control, yeah. that can be very, very stressful. So when you see other people around you experiencing stress, how do you react to that? Does it make you stressed out? Do you try to calm them down? Do you just kind of give them some space? Well, usually I sometimes try to help them calm down. But most of the time it's out of my control because, you know, it's their, their situation and I can't really fix it. Mm-hmm. Very wise. How does your body feel when you get stressed out? My body just like goes crazy, really. It's just... <laughs> My heart is racing. I sweat. So yeah, in my body, when I get stressed out, yeah, I have that kind of like, almost like there's like ants under my skin crawling around, making Mm -hmm. my heart beat fast. And yeah, like stress can feel bad, but it's actually a really important thing. Stress is how our bodies get ready to deal with danger. Stress is like our body's way of going into survival mode. That's right. In fact, it's so important. We've evolved or changed as a species over generations so that our stress alarm system is finely tuned. Here's how it works. Imagine it's long, long ago and you are an ancient ancestor of a human. So like way back before cars or clothes or even spoken language? Exactly. You live in the plains with your extended family. You hunt, you gather, you eat, you sleep. Sounds chill. Then out of nowhere, There's a lion. Ah! It's hungry. Not chill. Not chill. What do I do? Get stressed out. It can save your life. All right. Time to activate stress survival mode. Exactly. You see the lion, your body gets stressed, and it goes into survival mode. Now suddenly your body is filling up with large amounts of three very important chemicals. Cortisol, adrenaline and norepinephrine. Oh, I feel kind of weird and wired and worried. That's normal because these stressy chemicals wake your body up and get your blood pumping to your muscles. So now you have lots of energy. Yikes. So what do I do? Typically, when we're stressed, our bodies get ready to do one of three things. We can fight, flee, or freeze. Well, in some cases, I think fighting would work. But in this case, nope. So flee? If you decide to flee or run away, those stress chemicals will help your body move and think fast so your daring escape just might work. Or what if I just stand here very, very still and hope it doesn't see me and go away? 
That's the freeze response. It can work too. It's working. Yes, the line is gone. Phew, my heart is racing. All that is part of stress. You've heard people say survival of the fittest when they talk about evolution. Of course. Well, fitness isn't how many jumping jacks or push-ups a living thing can do. It's how well they fit their environment. And for our most successful ancestors, fitness meant that they had stress responses like that that kicked in early and often. Survival of the stressedest. Right. But nowadays, most of our stress isn't from giant predators. Right. It's more like tests or homework or arguments with your friend or seeing injustice in the world. And when these things stress us out, we get a lot of those same physical feelings that our ancestors got when they were being threatened by that lion. We go into survival mode. But a lot of our stressors today aren't the kind of things we can fight or run away from. And freezing usually won't help either. Don't I know it. I've been putting off doing research for this episode because I was so stressed out about it. How come? Well, Zanin gave me this huge old book to prepare. He said he found it in the stress section of the library with a note that said, touch, not leave alone. Don't you think it probably meant touch not, leave alone? Oh, yeah, that does make more sense. Well, anyway, it's so old and dusty and kind of creepy looking. And look at these teeny tiny words. And the scary title really had my blood pumping. The Stress Monster Menagerie and Bestiary of Brain Beings. I see what you mean, but there's no such thing as an actual stress monster, right? I think it's probably just a metaphor for those feelings and actions we were talking about. Agreed. I mean, to be totally honest with you, I didn't read the whole thing, but... Louise! Molly! <laughs> Sorry to interrupt, but we have a situation... <laughs> Madden, what's that on your shoulder? Well, you see, these monster things just kind of appeared on all of our shoulders after I let Mark play with my Totten's Cube. You know, that thing I found in the library next to that creepy old book I gave you? The Stress Monster Menagerie and Bestiary of Brain Beans? This book right here? Oh gosh, that cube must be some magical ancient artifact, and you've just released all our stress monsters. What do we do? Molly, don't panic, but there's now a scaly lobster with a snake tongue on your shoulder. And it's making you sweat. Louise, there's something sitting on your head. It looks like a slimy, hairy, purple thing with one eye. And it's making your left eye twitch? Oh no, that only happens when I'm really worked up. Ugh, welcome to the club. Well, let's go find Mark and Ruby and you can meet their monsters too. Oh, and bring the book. Maybe you can help us figure out what's going on. Now, elevator, please take us to the Brains On Labora Kitchen. Going to Brains On Labora Kitchen. Well, since we still need to finish this episode taping, elevator, please cue the... Here it is. What is your guess? I think it's a nail filer on a nail because it has this scratchy noise that I feel that sounds like um, the nail filer rubbing off a nail. Mm, very good guess. Well, we will hear it again and give you another chance to guess after the credits. Brains on the 
dining at the Branton Labora Kitchen. Yikes, it's a mess in here. I give up, it's hopeless. That's just your stress monster telling you to say that. We can figure it out. Stop messing with my glasses, you weird lobster creature. Put that down! It's dangerous! Okay, that puzzle must be magic. It released these stress monsters, so we just need to find out how to magic these monsters back to wherever they came from. Duck! Yikes! Wait, nobody threw anything. Oh, sorry, I mean, is someone cooking duck? My monster's cooking duck larange. And it's not going to share with me. This is terrible. The puzzle in the book came together. So the answer must be in the book. Let me see it. Rats. What's wrong? Nothing. It's just there are rats running around the floor. Oh, no. Uh, Has anyone seen my stress monster? (laughs) I think it was heading to the Brains On Pet Rat Playpen. This is a disaster. Hot dog. What now? A monster throwing hot dogs? No, I mean hot dog, like good news. I found something. Oh, what is it? Let me see. There are different responses to stress. There are physical responses or things that happen to your body. Like sweating, rapid heartbeat, dizziness, muscle twitches, hunger, or headaches. Then there are also emotional responses or feelings you have. Like feeling sad or energetic or tired or angry or even numb. And You're right, stress monster. I'm never going to pass that test. I mean, what's even the point? (laughs) Let's just flop on the couch until we become one with the cushions. And finally, there are behavioral responses or changes in how you act. Like fidgeting, eating a lot, moving a lot, or eating very little and moving very little. Hmm, this is all starting to make sense. Everyone's monsters reflect how they behave under stress, only more so. That's why Ruby is intense. Yeah, she's being super intense. No, I mean, Ruby and her stress monster are now in a matching pair of tents. <laughs> Nobody bother us. We're in here having feelings and we don't want to be disturbed. <laughs> Isolating yourself is another behavioral change that stress can cause. Check this part out. Research has shown that a little stress can actually help people focus, get more done, or perform better at physical things like sports. That makes sense. Stress ramps up hormones that help us escape danger. I bet those same hormones can give you energy and focus if you aren't overwhelmed by them. Right. There's a picture here of an upside-down U. It's called the inverted U or the Yerkes-Dodson Law, named after two psychologists who first documented this effect. What does an upside-down U have to do with this? Well, an upside-down U looks like a mountain, right? So imagine you're at that mountain. There won't be any lions this time. No lions, promise. Okay, I'm imagining I'm on a mountain. Now, imagine that the more stress you feel, the higher up the mountain you climb. The higher up the mountain you go, the more focused and productive you are. Eventually, you'll be stressed enough that you reach the top. I feel so pumped up. But if you get more stressed, you keep moving. And since you're already at the peak, The only place to go is down that other side, the back half of the mountain. Oh man, I feel less productive, less amped, more stressed. This is awful. (sighs) Okay, come back to me. That's how stress often works in the short term too. At first, it can sharpen our senses, help us get things done. But the longer it goes on and the more stressed we feel, the more bothered we get and the less we can do. 
And if we stay stressed for a really long time, it can start to hurt our body, like hurt our heart and weaken our immune system, for example. Jeez. So how stressed we feel can make a difference in how that stress affects us? Some stress can be helpful. Too much is always bad news. I think the phrase is bad news. Yes, I know, but I meant there are actual newts on your shoulder right now. What? My monster was just fidgeting with the remote to our newt aquarium? <laughs> but don't worry, I definitely stopped it before anything could escape. Okay, we better keep reading before Sandin's monster starts fidgeting with the keys to the brains on apiary. Okay, let's see. Um, oh, oh, this is interesting. It talks about the emotional thermostat. The what? The emotional thermostat. So, you know, like a thermostat is that doohickey in a house that controls how hot or cold it is. Well, we all have something similar for our emotions. And everyone's emotional thermostat is a little different. Some are set up so they get stressed out pretty easily. And others are set up so it takes a lot to worry them. Why is that? Well, your emotional thermostat is programmed by lots of things. Some of it is your genetics or the way you were born. Some of it comes from what your life is like. Like, is your life pretty easy or have you had to overcome a lot of obstacles? The emotional thermostat isn't like a real thing in your body. It's just an idea that helps us understand why we all feel things a little differently. I like that. The emotional thermostat. Okay, so we've learned a lot about why stress affects us all differently. Oh, look, the next chapter is titled How to Get Rid of Stress Monsters. Finally, this book is actually super useful. I know. It's bananas. Yeah, it's pretty wild. No, no, watch out. Mark's monster is eating bananas, and it just threw a peel right behind. Whoa! The book! It's heading out the window. And into a garbage truck. And the garbage truck squished it. And now it's driving away. Oh, no, the garbage truck was hit by a bus. Oh, God, it looks like everyone's okay. But the garbage truck is on fire. But the firefighters are there. They put it out. Wait, the meteor. Okay, everyone's running out of the way. Phew. But the truck is heading right for it. And now there's nothing left. It's hopeless. The book was our only shot at getting rid of the stress monsters. Wait, if they're just caused by stress, then we should be able to get rid of them the same way we get rid of any stress. I have an idea. Come on. While we're speed walking down this very long hallway, I just need to say that we're working on an episode about why we smell the way we do. And we'd like to know if you could smell like anything, what would it be? Louise, do you have a favorite smell? My favorite smell is when I walk in a bakery and it smells like bread and pastries. Oh my gosh, yes. I would love it if I could spray myself with a couple puffs of bakery scent every day. Amazing. And listeners, we want to hear from you too. If you could smell like anything, what would it be? Record yourself telling us all about your preferred personal scent and send it to us at brainson.org slash contact. And while you're there, you can send us ideas, mystery sounds, and questions. Like this one. Hi, my name's Ben, and my question is, why is trash stinky? You can find an answer on our Moment of Um podcast. It's a short daily dose of facts every weekday. Find it wherever you listen to Brains On. Keep listening. Talking to your backseat babies about money can be so hard. In fact, you probably don't even know where to start. So that's where the newest version of the Million Bazillion Academy steps in, our email newsletter course. You can start whenever, and you'll get a new lesson each week that you and your kids can complete at your own pace. 
They'll learn about crypto, the stock market, and so much more. And best of all, it's free. Million Bazillion Academy, making kids smarter about money. Sign up today at marketplace.org slash academy. Talking to your backseat babies about money can be so hard. In fact, you probably don't even know where to start. So that's where the newest version of the Million Bazillion Academy steps in, our email newsletter course. You can start whenever, and you'll get a new lesson each week that you and your kids can complete at your own pace. They'll learn about crypto, the stock market, and so much more. And best of all, it's free. Million Bazillion Academy, making kids smarter about money. Sign up today at marketplace.org slash academy. You're listening to Brains On from APM Studios. I'm Molly. And I'm Louise. Okay, Molly, we made it to the end of the holly. I can't wait to see what's here. A wall full of every possible flavor of lip gloss, a room full of different swivel chairs for us to test, a machine that doesn't x-ray our bodies, but rather our thoughts. This is just the bathroom. I left my phone in here earlier. Oh. I'm just going to call Megan Gunner real quick. Megan Gunner studies stress at the University of Minnesota, particularly how it affects kids. Hello. Dr. Gunner, we need your help. We found an ancient artifact and it released all these stress monsters and mine looked like a lobster with a snake's tongue and he seems nice enough, but he's really freaking me out and I'm not sure what to do. So what I think Molly's trying to say is, are there any proven ways to help deal with stress? Stress is essential for survival. The issue is learning how to regulate it so that you gain the benefits of having these systems with fewer costs. So what do you do yourself when you're stressed out? I call people. I mean, if I'm stressed and worried, I have friends I call and my husband. Um, You know, activating that social network, critically important. Play with my grandchildren. I I do water aerobics. The exercise is really critical and regular exercise. You can't do anything better for your brain than regular exercise. And for (laughs) school-age kids, that means run around, have fun with your friends, roll down a hill, play in a creek, have a good time. So those are important things. Okay, so moving your body, reaching out to friends and family, check and check. What about meditation? Yes, meditation, because part of what you're learning with that is to say, I don't have to get wound up in every emotion that comes through my body. I can acknowledge it, but I don't have to chase it. I can just say, okay, and I can accept it. Gratitude for the the good things is powerful. That, compassion for others, compassion for yourself. So my emotions can help fight stress too? You know, that, that sense of compassion and love and care and so on. These are all very important stress regulating emotions and not worrying about yourself so much. Being able to do some things for others along with your parents, but oftentimes is a, a great way to, you know, keep things in perspective. Okay, this is super helpful. When you're doing all these things, you're helping regulate your stress, which basically means getting that stress level to a more manageable level, not getting rid of it altogether, right? It's all about regulating yourself and and the people around you, supporting them in their regulation, not trying to get rid of stress. Oh, heavens, that would be so boring. Okay, Megan, thank you. This is so helpful. Yeah, I think we have everything we need to start taming these stress monsters. Let's go. Brains on. Everyone, everyone. Louise, may I? Uh, sure, stress monster. Didn't know you could talk.
Listen up, everyone. My girl Louise has something to say. Wow, thank you so much. Stress can be helpful. Just like each one of our stress monsters is unique, the way we deal with stress is unique too. Yeah, I like to play piano when I'm feeling stressed. I'll give it a try. Okay, yeah, and going for a run helps me a lot. So, BRB. I I feel really calm when I'm in nature. You know, toes in the grass, (laughs) sniffing flowers, hugging trees. Writing really helps me. I sit and doodle or maybe write about what happened that day. And if the stress gets to be too much, I talk to my friends or to my parents. And that always really helps, too. I'm back. Wow. Look at all our stress monsters. They're getting so tiny. Cute, even. Look, the more I think about flowers, the sleepier he gets. Roses, geraniums, dahlias, daffodils. My stress monster comes down when I meditate. Oh, wow. How long have you been meditating, Louise? A couple of years. And how does it feel when you meditate? I feel calm and at peace with myself and my body. Do you meditate with anyone? I usually meditate with my dad. That's nice. Can you lead us in a meditation that helps you when you're stressed out? Sure. Okay. Everyone sit down or lie down on the floor. Take a few deep breaths. Then you're going to take your focus on your toes and feet. Now you're going to make your feet feel soft, warm, and relaxed. Now imagine that warm feeling Move up your legs and move up towards your belly, to your chest, and through your arms so that your whole body feels relaxed. Finally, take a deep breath and when you exhale, let go of all of your stress. Oh my goodness, everyone. Open your eyes. The stress monsters, they're gone. Yay! Oh, I kind of miss mine. His creme brulee with mayonnaise was unconventional, but surprisingly tasty. Don't worry. They're always with us. We just can't always see them. Phew. Good to know. Way to go, team. Now, can someone film me? My fans want to see me finally solve this Totten's Cube. Santa, no. 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 Don't Here do We evolved a long time ago to have strong reactions to stressful, scary, or dangerous things like a lion trying to eat us. We still have these same stress reactions, though there are fewer lions chasing us these days. Some stress can be good. It can help us focus and get energy. But too much stress can be overwhelming and get in the way. Just like each of us has different reactions to stress, there are different things we can do to get our stress monsters to chill out. That's it for this episode of Brains On. This episode was produced by Molly Bloom, Rosie Dupont, Shayla Farzan, Anna Goldfield, Ruby Guthrie, Mark Sanchez, Sandin Totten, Anna Weggel, and Nico Whistler. This episode was sound designed by Eduardo Perez and mixed by Derek Ramirez. We had engineering help from Gary O'Keefe and Jess Berg. Special thanks to Vicki Kreckler, Ben Rooney, and Claire Laporte. Our executive producer is Beth Perlman, and the executives in charge of APM Studios are Chandra Kavadi, Joanne Griffith, and Alex Shafford. Brains On is a nonprofit public radio program. You can support the show and help us keep making more episodes at brainson.org. You can donate, check out our merch, buy our books, or tell your friend about us. That's brainson.org slash contact.
Louise, are you ready to go back to that mystery sound again? Yes. Let's hear it one more time. Any different thoughts? Last time you thought, nail file. Sticking with nail file? I think so. Yeah. Hi, I'm Benny from Austin, Texas, and that was the sound of my mom filing her nails. You're right. Yay. (laughs) Nice work. Do you file your nails? Um, not a lot, but I go I went to the nail salon recently, so. So you're that's fresh in your mind. Yes. I like to file my nails when I'm stressed out. So I think this sound is perfect for this episode. It's very relaxing to me to sit and file my nails. Nice work. Excellent ears. And now it's time for the Brains Honor Roll. These are the incredible kids who keep this show going with their questions, ideas, mystery sounds, drawings, and high fives. Madison and Alexander from West Orange, New Jersey. Violet from Montclair, New Jersey. Gavin and Graham from Scottsdale, Arizona. Fiona from Medway, Massachusetts. Hazel from Chico, California. Ben from Overland Park, Kansas. Quinn from Mesa, Arizona. Scarlett from Stockton, England. Olivia from Crystal Lake, Illinois. Johnny from Sarasota, Florida. Willa from Kansas City. Alexa from Denver. Isaac from Rochester, New York. Amelia and Ayan from Fayetteville, Georgia. Kate, Harper, and Cash from Argyle, Texas. Rye from San Francisco. Corey from Whiteland, Indiana. Nora from Camden, Maine. Holland from Stafford, Virginia. Delia and James from Thornton, Colorado, Elka from Australia, Alyssa from Port Coquitlam, British Columbia, Sabrina from Philadelphia, Finn from Reading, Pennsylvania, Lilith from Uruguay, Jasper from Brisbane, Australia, Lucia from Glenview, Illinois, Hannah from Coral Springs, Florida, Cora from Cincinnati, Darby from Seattle, Leo from Sydney, Australia, Cameron from Indianapolis, Patrick, Clara, and Molly from Oswego, New York, Arjun and Avir from Schaumburg, Illinois, Hannah, Lucy, and Thomas from Great Falls, Virginia, Zara from Bethesda, Maryland, Emerald and Violet from Boulder Creek, California, Jabin from Mercer Island, Washington, Washington, Athar from Bengaluru, India, Alex from Raleigh, North Carolina, Harrison from Romiley, England, Taya and Este from South Colorado, Jackson from College Grove, Tennessee, Cooper from Lakewood, Colorado, Ava from Kansas City, Jude and Cohen from San Jose, California, Mandy from Taipei, Taiwan, Dove from Minnetonka, Minnesota, Sadie from Fishers, Indiana, Mackenzie from Princeton, New Jersey, Simone from Philadelphia, Stratton and Harper from Dallas, Texas, Domingo from Benicia, California, Layla and Maya from Trophy Club, Texas, Lilia from Seattle, Owen from Columbus, Ohio, Javen from Kernerville, North Carolina, Samuel from Louisville, Kentucky, Jack from Irvine, California, Serge and Xander from Fort Myers, Florida, Leo from West Des Moines, Iowa, Sandia from Baltimore, Sadie from San Francisco, Owen from Portland, Maine, Timberly from St. Lazar, Quebec, Ethan from San Jose, California, Eddie, Rosie, and Eleanor from Snohomish, Washington, Ingrid from New Tripoli, Pennsylvania, and Nelson from Lake Balboa, California. We'll be back soon with more answers to your questions. Thanks for listening.